If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock-Bromley. Well, I mentioned on the last podcast that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and it's always my busiest time of the year. You know, we're in different cities and states all over the country speaking out about the issue. Uh, Last week, I was in Georgia. And speaking of that, I did not get to be there with you, unfortunately, but I got a pretty alarming text from you about a little incident that happened with your son. Will you share about this, please? Yeah. I mean, every time I feel like there's always some crazy story. Last time, what? We ended up in Canada. Uh, Yeah. And almost got arrested. (laughs) A little dramatic there, Mary. Um, But no. Yeah, we were in Georgia and I, I was able to bring my littlest with me. Little case. He's... A year and a half. So he was trying to get in the elevator. We just got there. I drove eight straight hours to get down to Georgia. And, you know, we're tired. And I have, like, two hours to shower, get ready for this event. So trying to get everyone where they need to be. So he's in the elevator. And I'm trying to get him out. And he thinks it's hilarious that he's not coming out. And he's in there by himself. Well, the doors are closing. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, no. This little kid, he's going to be in the elevator by himself. So I grabbed his arm, yanked him out of there. And thankfully he came out, but then he started crying and wasn't moving his arm. Oh, the yeah. worst feeling ever is a mom. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily he's not my first. So when things like that happen, I'm kind of like, get over it, kid. But then I realized he wasn't joking. Oh. And so my husband is an ER doctor, so I called him up quickly. And um, his sister was with me on this trip, helping me um, take care of him. And so she's also in the medical field, luckily. So Matt quickly just said, well, grab him here, turn it this way, and he'll be fine. And he had nursemaid's elbow, which happens a lot to kids. And um, a lot of people would take them to the doctor. But I was sitting there freaking out. I was thinking, I'm going to miss my event. This I'm going to go to the ER with my child. There's no way I'm going to send him there and not be with him. And I thought, we drove all the way down here, and now I'm going to be in a hospital. (laughs) Well, and I'm just thinking... God is awesome. I'm so glad your sister-in-law was there because if I would have been there, you would have had two people in the ER because I would have passed out. Aww. I cannot handle stuff like that. And you know, I only have one son, so I've only seen a little bit and that would have just put me over the edge. So thank you, Lord, that your sister-in-law was this there. This is true. This is true. We missed you, though. <laughs> Well, so after I spoke, I was able to share my story then. He quickly was fixed, literally five seconds, popped it right in, and he wasn't crying, and he was ready to do his thing. So we went on to the speak out um, for a sexual assault center down there, and it was really cool. It was an outdoor event, and just the atmosphere was really neat, just people wanting to hear my story and wanting to talk about the issue of sexual abuse. And after I shared um, we opened it up to anyone who wanted to speak out and share their story. And there were a handful of women who ended up coming up and sharing their stories, all ages, races, backgrounds, and 
all of them had either never told anybody or they'd only told one other person ever. I was so proud of all of them. And there was one woman who she shared her story. She'd been sexually abused as a little girl on Easter Sunday, and she never told a soul about it until this past Easter, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And she told her children, those were the people that she told for the very first time. And the reason was that her kids were asking her why they never celebrate Easter. She said that she realized for the first time that she didn't want to remember or relive the pain of that day. And without realizing it, she was withholding Easter from her kids. So it was like speaking this out loud for the first time publicly It was really difficult for her, but it was a huge step towards healing. You could see just the release and the freedom that she felt in sort of confessing this for the first time and the the outpouring of of tears and compassion and care that came from the crowd. You know, I was in tears. I was sad for her pain and for decades and decades of silence. Mm -hmm. But I was so proud, too, of her courage and just this new journey of hope that she had. Uh, moving forward. And the week before that, my mom and I actually spoke together in Dayton, Ohio at a Victims of Crime conference. So it was full of healthcare professionals, law enforcement, attorneys, victim advocates. We were just there to equip them in their jobs. And so, you know, I was at the book table after we had both spoken at this conference and talking with all of these community leaders. And I was really focusing on them and just equipping them in their roles to be able to look beneath the surface and lives around them and respond appropriately. Um, And I was kind of caught off guard by a young woman who came up to me who was an advocate for victims, but she was crying and I could tell it wasn't crying for the victims that she helps. I could tell she was crying for herself. Mm. And she pulled me aside and she said, I didn't want to come here, Nicole. She said, I did everything I could to get out of it, but I had to come for my job. She said, I know I was supposed to be here and I'm so glad that I am. She said, I was just raped a few months ago and I've never told anyone. Mm -hmm. And so telling her story for the first time, you know, ending up somewhere that you don't want to be, but you know that you're there for a reason. I think that's a picture of what all of our healing journeys are kind of like at times. You know, sometimes we end up in places where we least expect, but those places are precisely the stepping stones that God uses to propel us to the place where he can heal us, where he can fill us with hope, where he gives us confidence and purpose. I think we all come to places in our journeys where we have baggage, we have shameful struggles. But in the midst of it all, you know, God says that you are a solution. You are an answer. You are here for a reason. The theme of this year's Sexual Assault Awareness Month was engaging new voices. I think that's really hard for some of us. For some survivors, finding your voice one time, you know, like the woman who shared her story about Easter Sunday. I mean, finding your voice one time to your kids um, and dealing with it in that small, you know, encapsulated environment is enough. But thinking about engaging your voice, you know, publicly or again and again in different circles that God might bring you to, that's a whole nother basket. I think not all of us are called to a platform. 
but we can all engage our voice when God calls us to. I can remember the day the switch was flipped for me. I was silent for so many years, hidden because of my shame, hidden because I believed I was too damaged, too worthless. But this passion within me was rising up. I had dreams to be a voice, be a voice for the voiceless, but I didn't really know what that meant. So for a while, I just hid behind this mask of perfection, wishing my pain would go away. But one day I noticed God opening doors from that hiding place that I was in. And it took time, but I gathered courage and I stepped out. And I wrote all about this very significant moment in my life in my book, Hush. And so if you haven't read that, I encourage you to pick it up. But I think there are times where it might not be like what my platform looks like right now. It might simply be a coworker, you know, sharing your story with somebody near to you and dear to you your family, that can be the hardest place. I don't know, Mary, can you remember when the switch was flipped for you? You know, I know you've worked in the radio industry for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you always were as outspoken about being a survivor of abuse until recently. Absolutely. It's interesting how in my head, I think I have a great plan put together. Like I'm going to get better and I'm going to heal and be a little more polished and put together. And then I'll get a great opportunity in front of me. But God worked (laughs) differently in my life where he brought me to the radio station and I already had the opportunity to go on the air, but I was not sharing that piece of my journey yet because I hadn't even looked at it yet. I wasn't ready to tackle it and, and really face it, but I made the decision after a really hard struggle and hitting my rock bottom to go to counseling. And that just started to peel back the layers of calling it out, putting it out in the light so I could start that healing journey. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a few years later when I met you, mm-hmm. and as I gained strength from you to be able to share about my own journey, then I could see how I was empowering other women by talking about it to a certain extent right. on the air. Mm-hmm. And never in a million years <laughs> did I imagine when I got a job here in the beginning that I would end up sharing that piece of my journey on the air. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that God can take that yucky, messy, ugly stuff and use that for good mm-hmm. and to bless other people and give them courage and strength when they're hitting stuff like that head on. Mm, I'm so proud of you for that. I think that is what engaging new voices really looks like. It's people where they already are being motivated and empowered and inspired to share their story in a new way, to to allow their voices to unfold in a personal way Mm -hmm. where you can impact people right where you are. It doesn't mean having an entire career shift or creating all these new relationships or going to a new church or whatever, it sometimes means you're already planted somewhere, but now you're finding your voice within that community. So I'm so proud of you for your courage, how you've allowed God to mold you and and mold your voice. It's been really cool to watch. I'm so grateful to have you part of what we do at One Voice too. Thank you. Well, many of you know that I am a mother of three boys and in my home, We're all about being action heroes. We have a costume box in the playroom. We have tools, weapons, capes. We have invisible forces, nonetheless. (laughs) Um, Every day you will find my kids, you know, uncovering hidden treasures, saving victims, rescuing people, rescuing animals, (laughs) rescuing trains and trucks. They rescue food. Um, (laughs) I'll be honest. They've even rescued their own bowel movements. Oh. 
Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, the games that are played. But <laughs> I think, you know, we're all sort of called to this. Obviously not that extreme, but really, you know, the calling to be an army of action heroes. I think that's a calling that our generation has with the amount of injustice that's going on around us. You know, we're called to reach behind us, to pull others up out of the ashes, to give a word of encouragement, you know, to be the one who will take those steps to cross the street and lend a helping hand to someone in need. I just have a sense that the Lord's calling so many of you out, you know, to step out, to be awoken, to come out from hiding, to find your purpose, that um, many of you listening are hidden heroes, that God's wanting to move to action. He's wanting you to find your voice and to engage your voice in new ways. It reminds me of the quote, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. You don't have to be polished and ready to go into battle. All you have to do is show up, you say, I'm willing, and he will take it from there. That's so true. I think when we find God to be greater than our pain, we become part of something bigger, something greater that's going on in the world. God is changing the world already, and he's just inviting us to come out of hiding to be a part of it. So when you look around you, you know there are people everywhere you go struggling with something, addiction, abuse, people who hurt themselves because of the shame they carry. You know, the list can go on and on and on. But the question I think for us is, would you be willing to call others out from hiding? Would you give these people a safe space to struggle? Would you welcome them? Would you love them? Would you help them find their voice? Would you fight alongside of them? Would you fight for them? You know, I believe in a God who brings beauty from ashes and a God who calls and uses broken people, people whose lives are messy, you know, the foolish, the weak. He calls them to do some of his best work. Some days you might end up not where you thought you would be or where you want to be or doing what maybe you should be doing. But God knows where you are and he will meet you right there and he will empower you to not only find your voice, but to engage new voices around you. This is a ripple effect and it all starts with one. It starts with you. It starts with me. You know, together we're one voice and we'll continue to allow God to use our stories for purpose, not just for pain. He'll use all of us to bring a solution to the world. So tomorrow, Mary and I travel to the great state of Washington. Mm -hmm. I love getting Mary on planes because she hates <laughs> flying. It's awful. Yeah. So I just try to get to the farthest corners of the nation just to see how much she loves me. <laughs> Um, but we're speaking at Western Washington University this week. We're so stoked for that. And then we come back home and we're putting on this amazing day. It's a salon and spa day for survivors of sex trafficking in our city. So we'll be posting pictures and updates on that amazing day on our One Voice for Freedom Facebook page. So check that out. And then after we wrap that up, it's back to the drawing board, planning next school year's calendar, booking events for our next Break the Silence tour. We're so glad you're here. If you're interested in bringing us to your campus, your church, your conference, advocacy center, prison, even your living room, <laughs> wherever, you can contact Nicole through her website. It's IamOneVoice.org. We would love to be a voice in your community to bring awareness and hope to spark prevention and healing and inspire others to be a solution to the issues of sexual abuse, rape, and human trafficking. 
every event truly makes a huge impact on all those in attendance, no matter how big or small. Again, you can learn more about our programs or request a booking through our website, IamOneVoice.org.